This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinion expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness starts in 3, 2, 1. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, not so long ago. In fact, it's now. And this is filmed live in front of a YouTube audience. And even though we wish we were Jedis, we're actually just a bunch of nerds with some webcams and microphones. Every week, you get to witness the shenanigans of Chris. ATGN, bringing people together on the internet since 2012. Okay. So you're saying the balls are stuck to the roof of your mouth? There are balls stuck to the roof of my mouth right now. <laughs> and the Atahai. And this does include such a wonderful line as, I can't wait to pound that dick. As they are joined each week with a guest host. Raging erection. <laughs> Yeah, MMOs are like a lifestyle. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Whether you're going up against the uh, the armies of the English cavalry or you're playing a board game with your girlfriend, a raging erection will definitely throw someone off their game. Making the supergroup known as all things good and nerdy. Welcome to our madness. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 77 of All Things Good and Nerdy, recorded live on October 6th, 2013. Uh, as you can tell, longtime listeners, I'm Chris. I have returned. I'm sorry for those that didn't want me to. How about but, everybody? Hey, if you didn't want me to, you can go eat a dick. Um, joining me today, we've got the Adahe. It's like the Adahe, because you know, there might be more than one, and I wanted to make sure that everyone knew I was the... I figured it was just to echo the rock, so you could be the Adahe. We can go with that, too. That sounds good, too. I mean, it goes with the whole man crush we have on the rock on this show. You totally want to suck his dick. No, I never said that. Just admit it. <laughs> I admit nothing, sir. I admit nothing. So it's easier to everyone if you just admit it. Giggity? I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. But as you can tell, if you're watching us on the video stream today, it is just the Adaha and I. Naki is at a wedding, and based off of her Twitter feed last night, it seemed like she had fun. There was lots of alcohol and drunken singings of karaoke. I know at one point she said she was doing a rendition of Call Me Maybe, so if anyone has recorded that on either video or audio, and you send that to me, you are my new favorite person. Uh, yeah, that, that needs to be sent. Yes. To everyone on the internet. We can make this a meme, folks. So help us create a new meme. Help us help you. Exactly. Help us have lots of lols. That's all we're saying right now. But I don't know. That's all I've really got for my, my weak-ass intro this week. That yeah, was pretty weak-ass. I'm a week out of practice, man. I wasn't here last week. I went up to a con. It was fun. I didn't spend too much money, which was also good. Now you're just making excuses. I went to a con. I had things to do. I did. The show's not important to me or anything. I've missed like four shows and we're 77 in. I think I'm good. <laughs> just saying. Say words. But for those who didn't know, I was at Pittsburgh Comic Con last week, which is one of the other local cons in the area. It was pretty decently sized and... I bought a few things, but I spent most of my money at the West Virginia Pop Culture Con already that I need on comic book stuff. But fun experience to see all the cosplayers, at the very least, because there's some good cosplayers up there. I mean, and honestly, who doesn't like good cosplay? 
bad cosplay is so much more fun to make fun of. It is. Let's see. Looking in the chat room right now, uh, Steven has asked no camera again. Yeah, I didn't turn mine on this morning. Sorry. I could, but I don't want to scare away viewers. Yeah, like I've said before, I have a face for radio. So we're just going to go with that. Uh, Steven said, uh, wrap it up, guys. You're taking too long. He goes, I've got places to go, people to see, penises to touch. It's certainly an all-new episode of ATGN, isn't it? For some reason, I can believe that. All of that, actually. (laughs) Sounds legit. I love our peanut gallery. I really do. They don't. Don't lie to them. That's all I got to say about that. So, you want to roll into the news of the week? News team! Assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Uh, sure. That's what we do here is talk about stuff. And, uh, well, you, so, are you saying you want me to go? Cause, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? You can feel free to go ahead first if you wish. Um, my news of the week is that this thing that was on Kickstarter that a lot of people backed. I mean, a lot of people. They were originally asked for, like, I think 300000 They got, like, almost $3 million. 2.27 mil. Oh, you, like. you looked it up. Okay. I, I just opened their <laughs> website. They have the Kickstarter yeah. widget on the front. They are actually releasing, quote, unquote, uh, on October 8th. They're going into Alpha, uh, which will start inviting in the Kickstarter backers to play the game. Uh, which I am one of, but I will not be in the first wave. So um, what kind of game is Hex? It's a trading card game that is completely digital that has both a PvE and PvP aspect. Okay. Um, PvE, the PvE aspect is what you will be able to completely do for free. Um, now, the PvP aspect, you will have to buy booster packs and whatnot, which I believe are $2. Um so to do like a draft, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, would cost you a whopping six $6 plus the dollar entry fee, so $7 for the draft, um, which isn't bad, really. Um, they are planning to do like cash tournaments and try to become a very large... They're trying to become the first successful digital MMO. It's made by the folks over at Cryptozoic. Right, they did the DC deck building game, which I yes. freaking love. Uh, they also were the people who started the WoW trading card game until Blizzard pulled their funding um, and pulled the game from them. Right, Cryptozoic does some awesome card games. Yeah, so, so they really know what they're doing, and you can tell that they really have a passion for what they're doing because they it, there's a whole lot of information on the Kickstarter page and on their webpage, which is hextcg.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, as soon as I'll be in, I'll tell everyone more about it. Uh, I don't know anything special as of right now, outside of the fact that it looks fucking awesome. As an old-school trading card game player, I've been looking for something that allows me to play trading card games on my schedule. Yeah. Because that's uh, that because physical games are a bitch to play on a weird schedule. And especially if you don't have a lot of people around that want to play. That's exactly. part of the problem, too, is you can really like a game, but if only two other people want to play, you're just like, uh, what the hell, guys? Yep. So that's it. Does look awesome. Um, uh, I'll probably be actually putting out videos and whatnot on it once I uh, get in. That'll be cool. The, the, uh, for their alpha, they they want to get the word out there. 
they're asking that you let people know that it's an alpha, so you know it could be buggy, but they have no NDA on it or anything. So that's cool. I mean, it's really cool to me looking on their Kickstarter page. They're asking for three hundred thousand. They got two point two mil. Yeah, they've they've they got a ton of money. Uh, looks like so much fun though. I want in. I want to play it. But I won't. Like I said the first invites are going out October eighth. But those are for the people who put in like stupid amounts of money. Yeah, no uh, <laughs> I put in like fifty. <laughs> yeah, so that's the one that a lot of people did. Only were like sixteen hundred backers at that level because yeah. starter decks and booster packs and some cool stuff like that. Kind of yeah. wish I'd backed it now after looking at it. Uh, you cool. can. Oh, since you mentioned that, if you go to their website, you can see you see back hex shards of fate. Yes. Right there, they have the slacker backer. So if, if you miss the Kickstarter, you can still get into the alpha at the $50 donation level, and you still get a lot of stuff. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, see? Segwayed that in there pretty well. Exactly. Then, so, so, guys, if you like card games and things like that, and you want to be able to play them on the Internet on your own schedule, I'd say check it out. It looks pretty cool to me. I will be doing a little more research, but probably end up using the slacker backer feature. And... Um, for the alpha, I will say that you the stuff that you get in the slacker back are the starter decks, the booster packs, the VIP program. All of that comes in in the beta because for the alpha, they're giving you a complete collection of all the PvP cards, uh, basically, which is because there's a PvP and a PvE set, and they're letting you test the game itself. Okay. You're not testing the booster packs or any of that. So this stuff comes in a little bit later on. That way you're not – just I don't – want people to freak out. It's like, where's my booster packs? Uh, it's because you don't get those until beta. Okay. Gotcha. Still, 50 bucks to get in now, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, indubitably. I mean, what's it say here you get? If you do that, if you do the uh, slacker backer, you get a starter deck, 25 set one booster packs, two months of the VIP program, which is a pack per week. Yeah, the VIP program is definitely, the, uh, definitely something that's ridiculously worth doing if you play the game because it's $4 a month and you get one pack every week plus a lot of extra benefits on top of that. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a dollar a pack basically, which they're normally 2 bucks. So Yeah, it's <laughs> not like, bad. Yeah, It's part of hooking people into on that. And according to this, you also get a couple promo cards and access to the digital art book in PDF format. Yeah, if you're into that type of yeah, stuff. Sometimes the art books are fun, sometimes they're just superfluous fluff. Yeah, and I mean, this has some really good art. They have pulled in some artists from other uh, uh, trading card games and whatnot that are more well-known, so... Yeah, it should be well, I mean, great. They always, at least on the DC deck building and Lord of the Rings deck building game, that has gorgeous art on it. It yeah. really does. So, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say outside of the fact that it's awesome. I don't know if, how many people out there are in the TCGs. <laughs> But uh, I'll probably be starting a guild in it as well. Um, I, have, I don't know what I'll call it. Most likely I'll stick with my general, generic guild name of uh, Sweet Dreams. Sweet uh, Dreams are me. Exactly. Beyonce. Yeah, Rhythmic's not Beyonce. Um, <laughs> but uh, and anyone who listens to the podcast would be more than welcome in, in the awesome guild of awesome. I think you should just call it that now. It's the awesome guild of awesome. <laughs> Most likely that'll be taken. More than likely. There you go. Well, so I guess All it's I my turn now. And yeah. uh, my news of the week, well, I'll just read you the headline before I actually read the article because it made me laugh. J.J. Abrams apologizes for excessive use of lens flares. 
is this is not fake either. He did an interview with Crave where he actually recognized he might have overused it. And the quote they have is he goes, I know I get a lot of grief for that, but I'll tell you, there are times when I'm working on a shot and I think, oh, it'd be really cool with a lens flare. I know it's too much and I apologize. I'm so aware of it now. I was showing my wife an early cut of Star Trek Into Darkness. There's this one scene where she's literally like, I just can't see what's going on. I don't understand what it is. I was like, yeah, I went too nuts on this. <laughs> he even goes on to say he approached ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, and said uh, he needed some help removing the lens flare effects in the original cut of Into Darkness. Oh, my God. That's, That's quite hilarious. It, it's really funny to see that because, honestly, that's what all the fanboys always rip on for any of his stuff lately. It's, oh, a lens flare. We're going to get lens flares off of lightsabers in Star Wars 7. Uh, we we are. You know it. Like He's putting this out now, but it's still going to happen. I, I think that he's acknowledged there's a problem you might not get as much in Star Wars 7. I'm oh, hoping. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm really hoping. This would look really cool with lens flare. Oh, my God, it He's going to have like people he works with that's going to screw with them and say stuff like that. <laughs> he's going to have to like fight that desire to be like, he's right! Oh. <laughs> I really, he needs to hire someone whose job it is every time he says the word lens flare to go, no. I, I, I can, I'm, I'm available. Yeah, I will do this job for you. Seriously. I'm, I'm all over it. As we were talking about the whole Star Wars thing, I, I pulled this article up on Geek Tyrant. One of the uh, articles they had attached to it, which is 11 months old but really cool, was their fantasy casting for Episode 7 if they had to redo the actors. And I'll put it up on screen share, and I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's really cool how close some of these casting choices are. Like, they suggest if you had to recast Luke Skywalker, to use Anton Yelchin, who you might recognize as uh, Kyle Reese from Terminator Salvation and also Chekhov. But and you look at that picture, they look pretty alike. It's eerie. I'm I don't so know. Sad we didn't get Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, me too. Well, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but since he's doing all those uh, Fifty Shades of movies, he's probably not doing it. Disney's probably going to be like, "Oh, we're going to stay away from that guy." Yeah. <laughs> Biker See. guy was fine, but BDSM—that's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one's actually really cool, too. They show uh, their choice for Han Solo is Garrett Hedlund, who was the lead in Tron Legacy. And you look at those pictures, they look pretty similar again. Yeah, they I'm do. intrigued. There's always uh, good casting options out there. It's just people manage to find them. Yeah, I mean, it's all really a moot point because we're pretty sure they're not recasting the big three because rumors are out there that, hey, the big three are going to be back. They haven't confirmed any, of course, but there's rumors that Mark Hamill's working with a personal trainer and things like that. And let's be honest, why is he working with a personal trainer when Star Wars is coming up? Probably because he's in Star Wars. Because uh, be he got tired of his hookers escaping. Yeah, that could be. Uh, let's see, here's their choice for Princess Leia. They say uh, Mae Whitman, who was in uh, oh, crap, Arrested Development. And there's, again, some similarities between Carrie Fisher and her in that. How do, they get, how do these guys figure this out? They must do tons of research on the internet and look at pictures of people. They probably spend hours a day fapping to these people anyway, so they just like, hey. That could be true. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Lando Calrissian, uh, Chitwell Ejofor. I can't say his last name. I'm terrible at it. But he was on Serenity as the uh, big bad. Looks again pretty similar to Lando. But, of course, that's because he's styled like 70s style, which Lando was wearing. It's all about that 70s stuff. I mean, if you're not 70s, you're not 
seventy. I, I had something somewhere to go with that, but I completely lost it there at the end. I noticed, and I'm pretty sure the chat room did too. You Steven's ain't fat, you ain't nothing. Steven's just posting the chat room back on our Star Wars topic. He goes, I can't wait for the first act of the movie where all the returning cast just eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the sad thing is a bunch of people would pay for that. They'd be like, oh my god, they're all back. I'll watch them eat dinner. It's true. And if you mm-hmm. wanted to make sure the prequel haters watched it, you would have them be eating Jar Jar Binks. Oh, that would make so much money. <laughs> It's like a Jar Jar snuff film. It should exist. I mean, as much as people hated it, and I mean they hated it. Hate is not a strong enough word, my friend. See, I wasn't a big Star Wars guy at the time, so it didn't affect me as much as it seemed to everybody else. Like, I'm like, I don't care, whatever. And I didn't, hell, I didn't even see the shit. <laughs> Well, we're talking Star Wars, so this was almost my news of the week to share. I didn't make it that. But uh, scientists in America have accidentally found a way towards creating real-life lightsabers. Uh, I think I saw that. This is a Harvard and MIT physicist wrote in a new edition of the magazine Nature. They said they've discovered a way to bind photons together in order to form a new molecule which behaves almost exactly like the deadly devices within the movies. So they oh created God. the Force? Well, they've created the lightsaber blade, potentially. But, come on, let's be honest here. If you could have a lightsaber, you'd want one. Mm, I'd probably cut my hand off. I uh, There'd be a lot of people who would accidentally wound themselves with it. Because you got to think it'd be an awkward weapon to wield, because it's got a blade that has no mass. Yeah, that would be awkward. I don't I think awkward's the correct term, actually. It'd be weird. Painful? Yeah, I don't know how painful it would be, because doesn't it, like... It cauterizes, but you're yeah, still going to have pain. But at least it cauterizes. Yeah, you're not going to bleed out. You're just going to shock from losing a limb. Always look on the bright side. Always look on the bright side. According to uh, Harvard University physics professor Mikhail Lukin, he said most of the properties of light we know about originate from the fact that photons are massless and do not interact. What we've done is create a special type of medium in which photons interact with each other so strongly that they act as though they have mass and bind together to form molecules. Wow. But he doesn't say it's an apt analogy compared to a lightsaber. I want to bring up something here. So, the Church of Jedi exists. That's correct. Lightsabers exist. Correct. Um, so Star Wars is real? Potentially. Have we missed anyone that has Force abilities, though? Um, the mindset of Star Wars, potentially the technology is there, but is the force, powers... Uh, uh, David Blaine. <laughs> We're going to say magicians are Jedi. Exactly. What? I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, it com- makes perfect sense. Don't argue with it. It does. Uh, going in the chat room, Stephen has uh, provided us the link. He goes, we can always remember this, and I'll share it on screen. It is, uh, for those who listen to the audio version, it's a scene from A New Hope where Luke gets his lightsaber, and it goes, handed the most dangerous galaxy, dangerous weapon in the galaxy, immediately point at face. That's and I kind of forgotten he did, but he did point the blade in at his face. But that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you thin out the gene pool. Or something. I work with need to do that. <laughs> I don't know how this works. All I know is we might actually get real life lightsabers one day, and I'm going to pre-order mine as soon as I can. 
and probably kill yourself. I'll probably lose at least a finger or something. Let's be honest. Only one? Only one. For some reason, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot more than one. Like, all and all of them the as hand. in a hand, or just... All of them, and then later on, probably the hand that they're attached to, because you're like, oh, I can still do this. Hmm. I don't give you much faith, I'm going to be honest. Come on, you're, you, honestly, you'd be like a retarded two-year-old playing with a lightsaber. Well, let's be honest, most people who got one would uh, probably be, a, be at first. Would be like retarded two-year-olds playing with a... Uh, yeah. It, it'd be like, a, oh, for a better analogy, it'd be like a retarded two-year-old playing with his own penis. Uh, he has no idea what it does, but he's some for some reason obsessed with it. <laughs> we got a chat room, a comment in the chat room from Steven as we're talking about people getting lightsabers hurting themselves. He goes, "Well, we can say goodbye to the Honey Boo Boo family finally." <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> he had to clarify. He goes, "I meant they'll kill themselves with a lightsaber. They're still here for now." <laughs> I figured they were still here for now. That makes me sad inside. But hey, since we're still talking Star Wars. Let's continue that trend. Well, it's going to lead us into something else. But uh, supposedly, according to Blue Sky Disney, the success of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has ABC really interested in pursuing a Star Wars TV show now that had been rumored about, but supposedly since S.H.I.E.L.D. does so well, they want it. But the sad thing is, it was rumored before it would be a dark and brooding tone, like Empire Strikes Back feeling. That seems to be going out the door. According to Blue Sky Disney, quote, it might not be the dark brooding adventure originally described. There's talk going on, but nothing definitive yet as to what the new series could entail. In fact, it may not even happen in the time it was originally set, i.e. in between the trilogies. Again, preliminary talks are still going on, so many things could change, but right now there's a debate as to whether or not a TV show would take place between the prequel and the original trilogy, or they should just go forward with a series between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Now, I could see them doing one that takes place between the original and the sequels to try and build interest or just tie all that in. This whole TV show thing is getting kind of, you can tell that, uh, you know, I know movies and television work in cycles for and whatnot. And right now it seems that television's the new big thing at the moment, which George Lucas and Spielberg predicted. Yeah. Um, what I think is funny about that is there's now rumors of course of the, not only the Batman show, but now also a Constantine show as well. Right, I forgot to put the link in there, but there's rumors they want to pursue a John Constantine show, and he's kind of a supernatural-based DC character. Yeah, um, as long as they use Keanu Reeves for that, I'm down. Well, see, the ironic thing is the movie they did, Keanu Reeves looks nothing like what John Constantine's supposed to. I don't care, it was an awesome movie. It was a fun movie. movie. I know a lot of people didn't love that movie, but I love that movie. (laughs) That's all that matters to me. For me, as long as the movie's fun, it doesn't necessarily have to be good. I mean, there's crap movies I've watched that I enjoy. Like, half of the Nicolas Cage movies that I've watched are crap, but they're just fun. Let's be honest, Face Off, not a great movie, but it's fun. Hey, you're right. The Rock, same way. The movie, The Rock, not The Rock would have been better if it had The Rock in it. I didn't understand what the movie was about. I'm like, wait, this movie's called The Rock, but The Rock's not in it? Didn't that movie come out in, like, 1993? Shut up! The Rock was still in college in 93, I think. You're ruining my awful joke. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I'm here for, man. Don't use logic to ruin my awesomeness. Sorry, sir. You did mention it, though, um... 
There is a Gotham show coming to Fox. We'd written about it on Gunna Geek, but basically the premise of it is the Gotham show is going to follow a young detective, Jim Gordon, as he deals with, quote, villains that made Gotham famous, end quote. It's uh, going to be on Fox, though, so keep that in mind. The premise of it is DC is once again chasing Marvel's coattails. Well, to be honest, DC's had more TV shows than Marvel and more successful ones. People tend to forget Smallville lasted ten seasons. Uh, yeah, but they, they had Smallville. Yeah, after ten seasons. They also had, what was it, um, they had that Superman show that had uh, Dean Cain in it that was on for like four. Yeah. Apparently there's also rumors now that trying to do Wonder Woman once again, but uh, I really doubt that considering they turned down Josh Whedon for that. Um, the, the rumor that's out on that I don't necessarily buy because it comes from a supposed casting report for uh, the Batman-Superman movie where they're looking, where the casting description is like a woman that sounds like what you think Wonder Woman would look like. So that's kind of a stretch. They're like, ooh, this sounds like it could be Wonder Woman, so we'll say it is. That's kind of how rumors work. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I tend not to buy into a lot of those rumors because I think some of them they put out there just to stir up the fan base and start in a cause conversation. I mean, but you know, another thing to consider is going back to the whole TV show thing is that next fall is going to be a big one for DC potentially because they're going to roll out Gordon, they're going to have season three of Arrow presumably, and then they're going to spin off a show from Arrow called about the Flash. So they'll have three shows on. God, they're making a Flash show? That's if the uh, They're doing like a backdoor pilot on Arrow. And if it's Will it not be available on iTunes? It should be. But iTunes, but Apple doesn't support Flash. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Come on, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one was good. Damn it. Just accept it. Be sad you didn't think about it too. Maybe that's why I'm poo-pooing is because I didn't think about it. I don't want to give you any credit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the question is, what does Marvel roll out at that point? Because they're the ones playing catch-up now on TV. Well, they've got S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, already. And then past S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, we could get a Guardians of the Galaxy show. That'd be cool. I don't think they're going to do that, though, because those guys are going to be too expensive since they just did a movie. Um... You could look at, like, low-rent superheroes themselves. Like, we could get a Gambit show. The can't-do-it-Fox owns the right. No, because they... the actor that should play Gambit is currently tied up right oh, yeah, and that and Fox has the rights to that, so... Yeah. Now, what they could do is you could do, like, um, Heroes for Hire or something like that, which is one of the comics that has, like, Power Man and Luke Cage in it, some of the street-level stuff. Oh, you my could God! Do... Deadpool show. Deadpool Make show. Make it on Adult Swim. <laughs> um, no joke. If you did a Deadpool show on Adult Swim that was mostly just crazy humor, you could have it be animated. Nobody'd give a crap, and it'd be fun. <laughs> really, it'd be. It's the Deadpool show. Da, da, da. Um, you could do a Daredevil TV show, probably. God no. They got the rights back, but if you do it right, it could be interesting. Yeah, but it's Daredevil. <laughs> Don't think of the Ben Affleck movie when you think of Daredevil. I can't help it. You'll feel a lot better then. But it's there. Like I say Daredevil, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Batman. Not really, but... Oh, yes, that's the first thing that pops in my mind, Adam. Hey? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Going back into the chat room, Anthony said a Heroes for Hire TV show would be great. I missed what you said. What? Uh, going back in the chat room, Anthony said a Heroes for Hire TV show would be great. I think it'd be they could pull that one off potentially, but at the same time, 
I think they have to be worried about oversaturating the market too. And if you put too much superhero stuff out there, it's been out for a while now. Eventually, that bubble's gonna pop. The problem, I think the problem with Disney though is most of the TV uh, working superheroes, I think, it would work well in a TV setting, uh, are owned by Fox. Yeah, like Deadpool. Um, I I would love to see a, a Hulk thing, but. I guess you could go back to like a Hulk style TV show. Oh, Lou Ferrigno Hulk was awesome. As long as they don't like go Captain America, I'm fucking so tired of Captain America. No, nah, they're not gonna do a Captain America TV show. Now that being said, I'm not gonna be surprised if Captain America pops up in Agents of Shield at some point, considering we already got our first awesome crossover. Guess I should put a spoiler tag on this one though, just in case. All right, so here's a heads up, those of you guys listening live, uh, you might want to skip forward about a minute because we're gonna talk the last episode of Agents of Shield and the. Uh, Awesome, awesome reveal at the end. You cool with that, Adahe? There was a reveal? Well, what I'm talking about is a reveal of a star. I mean, that we had friggin' Nick Fury at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam Jackson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was like, holy shit, I was geeking out. I wouldn't say geeking out. I thought it was awesome. I didn't ever expect it to happen, which is why I was so excited when I saw it. I was like, I can't believe they actually did this. Funny thing is, he probably made more for that than any other actor on the show for the entire period they're on the show. Or who knows, they might have just written it into his contract to do occasional guest appearances on there. I have no idea how they did it. I really hope they didn't burn one of his movie appearances for like three minutes on TV. But still, how friggin' cool was that, that fucking Sam Jackson was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 2. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it was epic, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, I thought I thought maybe there's some giant reveal that I missed, and I'm like, What? But, um, God, it, I, just, I actually wasn't as impressed with Episode 2 as I was the first one. I look at it this way, that Episode 2 and Episode 1 are all to set things up. We're still doing world building. So I think it's going to take a, probably around Episode 3 or 4 for them to actually start moving forward enough. Um, <laughs> Steven, as we're talking about this reveal, just said in all caps, where the fuck was this? I missed it. Honest to God. <laughs> Turns on TV right now. <laughs> uh, this is it's, what, Beauty and the Beast, Jess? Yeah, I'm CW. That's kind of weird. It's it's not actually the Hulk, because the CW doesn't have rights to the Hulk, but uh, th- there's a Hulk character, straight-up Hulk character, in the new Beauty and the Beast show. Wouldn't surprise me. This is the second season. Sorry, second season. But I didn't see the first season. But it's straight up a whole character. Super Soldier Serum, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anger, beastly. It's crazy. As, as I'm looking in the chat room, Steven said he's pulling up the end of episode two. So, Steven, look right before the credits, and it's the final sequence. It is all Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson, basically. And you'll enjoy it. Check back in with us once you've got it. Watch the list. Know what you thought so we can get a, a live perspective on it. And I'm going to get a plug in here, guys, real quick. Is the fact that uh, on the Gunna Geek Network, there's a new show that just launched. They did episode two already. It's called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So as you can tell, it's all about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Legends podcast guys, talk to the latest episode for about 30 minutes each week. So if you're a fan of the Shield Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, check out the podcast. It's available on the Gunna Geek Network over at gunnageek.com slash network. That plug wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we're getting better at the Gun and Geek plugging. We're not trying to do fanboy buzz plugs all the time, which is progress. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Steven. It seems that that TV is unplugged, so he can't look at it now. There is a... 
I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. The tubes of you. The tubes of you. So let's talk real high level Agents of Shield. What do you think so far, Adahe? I loved the first episode. I was bored by the second episode uh, a little bit. The whole "oh look, it's a mole" thing is a totally fucking overdone. Um, yeah, and that was coming out. Everyone knew that one was coming. Yeah. So I don't know. Episode three's got to be great at this point in time for me. Um, Samuel Jackson helped there at the end, but episode three has to be great. That one, that episode was really boring. And and jumping to Tesseract's technology, episode two, are you fucking serious? Well, it sort of makes sense though, because they're referencing the fact that it was a World War II artifact. And in Captain America the movie, that was all about using the Tesseract to weaponize various things. Yeah. I mean, and they did point blank say it was like Nazi technology that was built, that was in, the, or Hydra technology, since they can't use the word Nazi. Nazi. Why not? Is it copyrighted? No, I, they're uh, sensitivities of we don't want to offend anyone. I mean, if if you saw Captain America in the movie, they referenced the Hydra as an offshoot of the Nazi regime, and that's about all that ever gets said about Nazis in the Cap movie. Cap kills Nazis. That's what Cap does. And he punches Hitler in the face. Don't forget that. Over and over again. It's like, over it's like, and over. It's like I punched Hitler in the face like 50 times. <laughs> or something like that in the movie. That. Well, I guess there is one thing. Since we're talking Marvel TV shows, I, we probably talked it very briefly before, but I guess uh, Marvel is potentially wanting to do a Peggy Carter TV show, which is uh, the character from Cap 2. Excuse me. But... I don't. There's nothing definitive on that. There's just rumors because supposedly the little featurette they did about Peggy Carter on Iron Man three was very good. I haven't bought Iron Man three yet, so I haven't watched it. Oh, we should get a Happy Hogan show. <laughs> that could be entertaining, actually. <laughs> just Happy Hogan being Happy Hogan. <laughs> Someone has provided Stephen with the link on the tubes of you to Nick Fury. He goes, "Okay, I didn't see this." He goes, you guys are going on mute while I go to the other TV. <laughs> so, we'll see you when you return, Steve, and let us know how you feel about it. The tubes of you. Tubes of you. I only have two news points left. We're going to have to come up with some other stuff on the fly, I think. Uh, we can do it. We'll wing it. Um, let's see. Avengers Age of Ultron, according to Joss Whedon, is going to feature a lot more Black Widow. Pretty much she's going to be one of the central characters Shit. in that. It's because she's right. got boobs. I don't anyone, know. anyone go see Don Juan? Yes, I saw Don John. Don, yeah, sorry, whatever. No, it's it's fine. It was. I actually hated her character so much. Oh, her character was a bitch in there. <laughs> like now, I don't like Scarlett Johansson because that character's a giant twat. She was a bitch, but she was smoking hot though. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go see Don John, Scarlett Johansson <laughs> is like a dime, as they say in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just oh man, that was a it was actually a decent movie. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know something about. I enjoyed that movie, but it's not what I was expecting. Yeah, definitely not. I was expecting more of a comedy type thing from what I'd seen, and it was not very comedic. There were funny elements. Very much so. Yeah, it's worth seeing. Oh, totally. Whether you're a dude or a lady, because there's eye candy for both. 
I'll, I'll, when we also have to talk about, we'll mention a little bit of rumor crafting here. I have in my head, but um, what were we talking about? Uh, we're back on. We're talking Scarlett Johansson because Black Widow is supposedly one of the central characters in um, Avengers Two. According to Joss Whedon, he said, "Quote: Natasha is a huge part of the sequel because you do want to concentrate on the people who don't have their own franchises." She was the most fun for me because she's not a hero. You know, it's something that I read, and I feel bad. I can't remember who wrote the book, but it's one of the books explaining, quote, these guys are heroes, you are a spy. It's a different thing, it's a different skill set, and you don't have the moral high ground or any of that good stuff, end quote. He goes, and that's just what makes her so interesting to me. So, yeah, the stuff I've got going on with her is the second one, excuse me, in the second one is killer. He's also got plans for Hawkeye, too, because he's like, yeah, Hawkeye didn't get to do much in the first one. Because he's fucking Hawkeye. No one gives a shit. At least he doesn't have a boxing glove arrow. But it seems to me Joss Whedon's going to do a little more emphasis on the lesser and the non-superpowered heroes, I guess. Makes sense. I mean, and also you got to think, Joss Whedon, what he's famous for is writing TV, is doing TV shows with uh, strong women in them. So it kind of makes sense he'd want to do Black Widow as one of his main elements because you go in the Marvel Universe, she's one of the strong women in the Marvel Universe. One of the few, unless you, yeah. especially with the ones Disney actually owns, because you take out the X Men, you're left with, uh, and you take out Fantastic Four because Sue Storm's pretty strong. Was it the Scarlet Witch and X Men? <laughs> That's where it gets fuzzy because she's technically an Avenger and an X Man, so they can put her in the movie, and it's they've already said she's going to be in Avengers too. So that means that Fox hasn't used her yet, then, so they can use her. Yeah. It's basically what it comes down to is they they have to use her first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steven says, uh, it turns out he cut out his recording short. He missed that scene. He thought it ended with the new chick saying, I'm in. So you might want to click on that link in the chat room from the tubes of you because that's the scene you need. And then Anthony, I have to agree with this statement. He goes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a genius. I'm going to write and direct a film that I will star in and cast Scarlett Johansson as my love interest. Wicked smart. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That was pretty smart. All right. So we went back to Joseph Gordon-Levin here. I want to tie into this theory crafting thing. Okay, we have old Batman. That is Ben Affleck. That's going to suck. We have Superman, who is that guy who played Superman, who's actually pretty good. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Old Batman is going to be old Batman, uh, who's mostly going to be playing Clark Kent. I think Batman himself will be Nightwing, which will be Joseph Gordon-Levin. Boom, throwing that out there. That would be interesting. They've already said, though, that this doesn't take place in the Nolan world. I don't care. I'm just <laughs> trying to make Batflick not suck. <laughs> I'm going to res- I'm trying my best to reserve judgment until I actually get to see some of him as Batman. I, I could see him as Bruce Wayne just I fine. I just not Batman. So let, let Joseph Gordon-Levitt be... Nightwing, and go with the Commander Batman who doesn't do anything. That exists somewhere, right? Or you do it as like Batman Beyond where you've got Bruce that sits in the cave and coordinates a younger guy who is Batman. That's what would be fun, too. Yeah, it's kind of what I meant there. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would have loved to have seen a Batman Beyond movie. Loved it. He's actually touching himself right now. Shh. I thought I turned the camera off. Uh, I have my own cameras. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, and the chat room, Anthony said Scott Atkins as Nightwing would be perfect. I don't know who Scott Atkins is. I don't either. Guess it's Google time. 
Let's see. IMDB, what are you telling me? Seems he was in the Expendables. He's in the Born Ultimate Expendables 2, Zero Dark Thirty. He's going to be in the Hercules movie that the Hulk is not the Hulk, the Rock is starring in. <laughs> well, basically. I mean, did you see how freaking huge the Rock has gotten for this movie? Yeah, did you see the picture of his cheat day? No, I didn't. Oh god, it's all the food he ate on his cheat day. Let me see if I can find it for you. I'm sure it's on Facebook. I've probably scrolled over top of it and didn't notice it. It's entirely possible. Yeah, here, here's the picture from his cheat meal. I'll share it with you. I can't remember the exact numbers of what the food was, but this is what all he ate on his cheat day. I think it was like 13 pancakes, four pizzas, a dozen brownies. <laughs> that sounds like what I eat every day. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm jealous then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I, jealous. I, I really don't. I'd be like six times bigger than I really am. Because this whole working out thing is just too much work. Yeah. Work is not fun sometimes. I only got one news. I can do some rumor crafting. But have you been watching Sleepy Hollow? Yes. I've only watched the first episode. There are like three episodes in right now. I've got them all recorded. But Fox has already renewed Sleepy Hollow for season two. They should. The three episodes in. Fucking awesome. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, it premiered to an impressive 3.5 rating amongst adults with 10.1 million viewers. With a 40... Uh, second outing lost just a little bit of steam, but it still came in ahead of a lot of its other competition. Yeah. The second show actually wasn't as good as the first, in my opinion, but the third one was great. Right. I've got. I've been saving them all. I've watched the first episode. I really enjoyed it. And then I said, I will save up the next two to three and then marathon them and see if I'm still enjoying it before I make the call on whether to stick with the show or not. It's, I think, one of the better shows of this year. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the first episode. The only problem is it's on Fox. That's somewhat of a problem. I why don't think... Gotta, f- why you got to be stereotyping, man? Why, what's so bad about Fox? Is, don't you know what the Fox says? Could, uh, Ring, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's what the fox says. But uh, the, the problem is, I mean, look at their tracker when it comes to, like, sci-fi fantasy shows. Alcatraz didn't last long. Terra Nova didn't last long. Firefly, we know, famously got canceled after they aired everything out of order. Although they did leave Fringe on for a long time. So maybe this will fall in the Fringe area. Fringe was on probably for too long. Yeah, it was five seasons. I only watched part of the first season. I never got to be much of a Fringe fan. But again, that's my bias towards watching J.J. Abrams TV shows because they generally piss me off at the end, so I don't put myself through that. I don't know if there was lens flare or not. All I know is, based off my friends that watched Lost, I'm really glad I never watched that series. God, Lost. I watched the first season. It was great. Never went back. Yeah. Oh, I meant to check in with you since we're talking TV shows. Where are you at on Sons of Anarchy right now? Season four. How are you liking it? It's awesome. Yeah. It's such a fun show. Well, I like it because, honestly, there's a lot of truth into how the motorcycle club act. Because I grew up around the Pagans, if anyone aren't familiar with that group of people. I am not. Uh, the Pagans is a motor- is an outlaw motorcycle club that's one of the that, – that has uh, MCs here in the state of West Virginia. Um I my father was friends with a few of them, so I got to go to their parties and shit. So I see a lot of that shit in that show, <laughs> which is awesome. 
and like how the people, how the MCs act, it's better than family most of the time. But it's it's really it's a really well made show, and someone did their research, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I've heard that uh, Ron Sutter or Kirk Sutter rather, who does the show, is very involved and knows a lot about motorcycle clubs and the backgrounds on them. He also plays Otto on the show. If you're familiar with that character, Otto's a badass. Serious badass. Uh, let me pop into the chat room real quick and see what updates we've got there. Anthony in the chat room has said Dads is really funny and The Blacklist is really fun and interesting to watch. I'm Black- going to disagree on the first one. I thought Dads was crap. Blacklist was really good. Um, it already like got a, renewed, too, for season two. It's like a bad Hannibal Lecter. No, it got picked up for a full season. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But, yeah, I think it's a very di- it's very much Hannibal Lecter-like, but it's fun because James Spader plays a creepy bad guy very well. Um, Dad's is kind of underwhelming. I like Super Fun Night a lot because she sung Meatloaf, and that is fucking awesome. I have not seen that one yet. I did see the first uh, canceled show from this fall TV series was announced. Uh, the show on ABC, Lucky 7, was canceled. Uh, that show needed to be canceled. It looked awful from the start. I had no interest in seeing it, so I'm not exactly shocked. Yeah. Lucky uh, seven. A lot of people are. This is off of the Entertainment Weekly. They did a poll to see what they think is next, and a lot of people voted and thought that Dad's might be next. Yeah, Dad's. It, it got a little bit better with the second episode, but it's still not that great. It just feels like a weaker Family Guy to me. Uh, the Goldbergs is really good. It's like the Wonder Years in the eighties is how I heard that described, which intrigues me. It is amazing. I don't know. I don't know why, but I love that show so much already. Like, <laughs> I can't help but like want to watch it. Uh, um, plus, they're Goldberg, so I don't know what that has to do with anything. I wonder if they're related to Bill Goldberg. No, this is like um, Jewish style Goldbergs. Oh. I was hoping it was like Goldberg from professional wrestling. No. That would have made me smile. It made me smile a lot. It's actually really good. What's the other comedy show that we were watching that's pretty good? Uh, the Michael J. Fox show? Impressive. I, it was okay. It feels like they're trying too hard to be an older style sitcom, which doesn't really yeah, work that well nowadays. True. And with the crazy ones, the first episode was blah, but the second second episode got a lot better. Was it? Because I've watched the first episode. I've got the second one recorded just because I was like, it's Robin Williams. It's got to get funny. And the first episode, <laughs> I was like, what the shit is going on? Oh, man, the ducks. Wait, the second episode. Is, yeah, is that the second or third episode that has the ducks, Jess? I don't remember. That's the second episode. Second, yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten Next, that third's not out yet. Blah. Yeah. Uh, interesting article I'm seeing right here. Uh, Mashable, who tracks a bunch of different things they have with the... Uh, top 10 T-Vode slash dvr shows were, and as you'd expect, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Sleepy Hollow are on that list as some of the top entries. Yeah, I, yeah. I watch both and, of them via... And the Blacklist uh, as well. DVR, because I, well, I work when they're on. Right. I watched like 90% of my stuff on I DVR. Actually... Something I thought was going to be true is looking to be true. Uh, Vampire Diaries is awful now because all the good people have left that show and went to the originals. <laughs> Which show is the originals now? The originals takes the the good actors. <laughs> this is the spinoff, isn't it? That's yeah, down in like spinoff to the Vampire Orleans. Diaries. It's in New Orleans. So they're like, we're gonna take all the good actors and move them to another show, so we can cancel this one. <laughs> like, as, as awful as it is to say that, no joke, it seems true. <laughs> like they're I'm one really episode ex- in. 
I, there's a show on CW this week that I really wanted to watch, and it premieres, I think, on Wednesday. It's the Tomorrow People. That looks decent. And it looks like another version of Heroes, in all honesty, but I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm trying to give a little bit of background so I can give that to uh, to our audience. But uh, how are they describing it here? This is the Wikipedia entry. Just give some background. It's an upcoming American sci-fi TV series that is expected to air on the CW. Based on the original British television series of the same name, it follows a group of young people who possess powers as a result of human evolution. So it's basically heroes. But I'm intrigued. They've got all sorts of crazy sci-fi and fantasy stuff coming to CW this year. Yeah, CW's really going heavy on the sci-fi fantasy stuff. Because I think part of that is because it's done so well for them recently with, like, Vampire Diaries and Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, Arrow, like we've said before, that's it's a popcorn show. You don't watch Expecting Greatness. You just watch it to have fun because all he does is kick ass and beat the shit out of people. Sounds like my life. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, going back in the chat room. Anthony said the third episode of Dads was the funniest so far. The actress who played the maid was hilarious. I'll give it a try, I guess. It's still sitting on the DVR. but eh. And then Steven talking about uh, Michael J. Fox show goes, It's really hit or miss for me. They bank on the Parkinson's humor pretty hard, and without it, I wouldn't find it that great. They really do. I will admit to that. They, like, they push that as far as they can, um, which in the long run is going to get boring. It really is. But I really like Michael J. Fox. I want to do well. It's just the show, I chuckled a couple times. I never really laughed. If I'm going to watch a comedy, I want to laugh. That's why I kind of stopped watching Big Bang Theory, because it doesn't make me laugh anymore. Most overrated show on television. Oh, I completely... Well, anything by Chuck Lorre is the overrated show on TV. I mean, Two and a Half Men was crap, and somehow they're getting paid how much to do that show. It was awesome when it had Charlie Sheen on it. Or uh, Charlie Estevez, as he's going by in Machete. The daughter's awesome. Charlie's daughter. Uh, mm. Going back, also, uh, Anthony said, I dig the Michael J. Fox show. Really happy to see him back on TV. The rest of the cast seems good so far, and I love Bunk being his buddy. And Steven said, yeah, it is fun. I just find there could be a bit more variety in the comedy aspect. I've got the last one still on the DVR, because I have Dish, and it saves everything in prime time for a week, so... I'll give it a try again, but the eh. the last one is it does actually get pretty good, and there is a, a good bit of non Parkinson's humor in that one actually, because that's there's daughter related humor. I mean, he has a daughter that's coming of her own, so you know there's a lot of humor chance there because, well, you know how the whole coming of age shit works out. Yeah. The, the other one that. Uh, it sounds really bad to say, but this one I actually enjoy just because it's so dumb and probably because of Andy Samberg. Brooklyn Nine-Nine actually makes me laugh, even though it's ridiculously dumb. Uh, I didn't see any of that one. Yeah, it, it's ridiculously dumb. I love it, though, just because of that. Not, well, I enjoy it. Love's a strong word. I wouldn't be broken up if they canceled it, let's put it that way. Would you be broken up if we canceled it to A2GN? No, I'd just spin it off into something else, probably. Why are we canceling the show? And I was never told. That no, I was, just, <laughs> I was just seeing how how emotionally attached you are. I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve, so how would you know? Um, hookers, hookers. All right, that works. <laughs> hookers are always the answer, son. I don't know what you. What is it? I think this week also, since we're talking fall TV, is the premiere of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. 
Yes. I don't care about that one either. I'm done. With, I'm about done with Once Upon a Time also because it's just boring me if now. There's an awesome Hatter I'm in. It has to be a fucking awesome Hatter. Well, see, they already did the Hatter in Once Upon a Time. Oh, it also has the guy who played Jafar in it though. Meh. I don't care. What? He was from Lost too. Yeah, that doesn't really sell me on it then. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I don't give two shits about Lost. <laughs> I forget what what part he has in once he oh oh he is playing Jafar. That's what oh the, 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 Jafar is the bad guy. How's now? I'm just confused. Me too. There's a there's a really interesting feed up on Ad Edge who does a media news about what the ten most talked about news shows are. No surprise to anyone, the first one's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that's all anyone's been talking about. But then it's really cool to see Sleepy Hollow at number two. Who? Jess? The Red Queen. Oh, the Red Queen. uh, By Emma Rigby. Don't know. Yeah, again, it's Once Upon a Time. I'm done with it. It ran its course with me. The first season was fun. The second season I held on for. The third season did nothing to make me want to stay. I've been cutting TV shows out, and it's quite liberating. i got to admit. Quite liberating. I don't know. I'm struggling. I'm coming out. I don't have much else. We have to cut off. We have to cut the dead weight. Chris, you're fired. I'm fired? Good thing I own the domain. <laughs> you guys are getting fucked. <laughs> I can get a new domain. Yeah. But I also own the page that holds all the media, too. Let's see. Uh, uh, the White Rabbit and Once Upon a Time is played by John Lithgow. There, I've sold you on it now. Oh, yeah, I remember talking about that at one point. Okay, maybe I will watch the first episode. <laughs> I like I John Lithgow. Yeah, it's you, true. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to watch this now because it's got John Lithgow. You, if you don't watch it, you're, you suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take okay. that. Okay, take you, that. you have a compelling argument. You really do. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fuck you for making me watch another TV show as I'm trying to thin them out. I do what I can. Good job. Good job, sir. I don't know. What do you say we start wrapping things up? We're about an hour in with just the two of us. That ain't too bad. I missed a couple comments on here. Oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> you talked about canceling ATGN, and Steven goes, you guys keep saying that about ATGN. It hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Anthony has also said back on Michael J. Fox show, he thinks the writers might be just trying to hit on all the Parkinson jokes right out the gate to be done with it. It could be true, honestly. Like, yeah, this is... Everyone's expecting this. Let's do this early and then move on. And and Steven brings up a good point for why you can't fire me in the chat room. He goes, besides, we all know if Chris goes away, there'll never be a live show again. No one can operate the live page when he's away. Let's move it back to Twitch. (laughs) I could operate the live page. It's just fuck. I don't know any of the passwords and shit. <laughs> and I, if you get them off Naki, that's uh, not gonna work. <laughs> I don't know what she does, but she breaks things. Technology does not like her. We're starting to learn, I think. Especially the the Podbean website. <laughs> I don't know how she manages to break everything she touches. Some people have a gift for technology hating them. Maybe it was just her time for technology to dislike her. I don't know. It's just more reason why you can't fire me, because I need to make this stuff work, you see. I don't break the technology. 
So don't fire me. But if you do, evidently, uh, Steven has a show I can be on. So there. I'll land on my feet, assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, this show is uh, keeping you on your feet, that's for sure. Yeah, it pays the bills, man. <laughs> this is my paycheck. God, I hope not. That's an awful paycheck. <laughs> it's like a negative paycheck, man. It actually is. It is negative cash flow. <laughs> I don't know. Let's start wrapping things up. In our trip, we we're doing that. In our typical way, we'll do what we're into. Basically, it's our chance to share with you what we've been reading, gaming, playing, etc., and maybe entice you to join us. And in this case, it's probably going to be a lot of what we've been watching since it's the new fall show season. So, Adam, hey, how about yourself? What you been getting into? What are you into? Etc., etc. All those shows we've been talking about for like the last hour? Yeah, those. Yeah. Um, this- God. Uh, and then uh, getting ready for the Hex trading card game because it's going to be better than Hearthstone because Hearthstone looks like shit. Cash grabby shit. We haven't used the cash grab term in a while. That's what Hearthstone is. Jesus. I don't know much about this one in all honesty. Uh, Hearthstone is uh, what Blizzard is moving towards in kind of a uh, digital trading card game. That's okay. Why, that's why they got rid of Cryptozoic in the WoW trading card game. So then they can control everything? Yeah, and they, gotcha. it's all digital, and it's bad, and it's awful. And did I, did I mention bad and awful? <laughs> Just a little bit. It's such a cash grab. Cash grab. If you're playing the drinking game, you owe like four drinks right there, people. Yeah, those cash grabs will get you. They will. Fucking cash grabs. There's two more drinks. <laughs> we need to bring back the drinking game sometime and make people play. Which means we need to do a show some other time or record one and make them play. But that's neither here nor there. I guess I should share what I've been into. And it's mostly been checking out some of the new fall TV series. And then I put my pre-order in for uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Because that's going to be awesome. And I actually have, honest to God, no interest whatsoever in GTA V. And that's all everyone can seem to talk about right now. I'm kind of in the same boat because it's not for PC and I don't give a fuck about it otherwise. It's the same old thing and it's just more of it. And I guess the online has been broken beyond belief, which kind of amuses me at the same time. Uh, I don't know if anyone expected differently. Online launches never go well. That's true. Online in GTA 4 was crap too. Even though I was like, oh, it's so much fun. I was like, you're full of shit. Let's see, what else have I been getting into? Um, I was at Pittsburgh Comic Con last week and bought a little bit of artwork. And then, let's see. My girlfriend got us tickets for a show in January called Shatner's World when he's coming to Morgantown, which is basically Bill Shatner on stage telling stories and singing. So that's going to be awesome. We were going to see Sinbad, but the show got canceled. I don't know what was up with that. Yeah, they've got a lot of good shows going on right now. We also got tickets for B.B. King next week, too. Or a week away. Maybe it's two weeks. I can't remember. But yeah, so I'm going to shows and I'm watching crap on TV and I'm podcasting. That's about what I've been getting into. I'm still not caught up on my comics whatsoever. Eventually, maybe I'll sit down and do that, but I have not had the time. Yeah, with my time constraints, I've pretty much given up on comics. It takes too much time. I'm going to narrow down a lot of what I'm getting and start going to about four or five books a month, minus the few I'm getting digitally. I, the only thing I'm caught up on right now is Smallville Season 11 and Batman Beyond 2.0. Both of which I'm enjoying the hell out of. But other than that, I haven't been getting into too much, guys. I've been working and watching TV because I'm a slacker. and It's the fall TV series season. Or fall TV season. My God, I can't talk. 
Use your words, Chris. Use my word. I'm working on it. I'm getting all tongue twisted. Let's see. I think that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Unless you got anything else out of here you want to talk about. Oh, uh, no, I'm good. All right, well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com. You can find us on the social media over on Twitter at atgnpodcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. <laughs> One last comment in the chat room before we sign off. Steven has said, fanboy buzz dies and you lose your interest in comics. That was the power of the genre. If you want to take the blame, Steven, I'll let you have it. Uh, don't forget, we'll be back next week. Adahe probably won't be with us, but I know Naki will, and at the start of the show, I booked Anthony to be guest hosting next week. So you'll have three hosts next week, and it'll be all in good fun, and we'll have some kind of shenanigans, and I promise all you listeners, I'll bring back a game or something, because we haven't played a game in a while, and those are fun. No. No? We're not even going to be here. You don't get a vote. <laughs> I'll see how it is. Just I see how it is. me and shit. You're going to go look at tattoos. And hot chicks. And hot chicks. What's your, why aren't you going to be there? It's in Morgantown. <laughs> I might go. Who knows? It's like 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah, see? See? Problem solved. <laughs> guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Have a good week, guys, and bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. 